0: Let's talk a bit about operations and automation. How important is this to have a good automation for the product management, product shipping and the back end?
1: So I think there's you get different levels of sellers and brands. And I think that for me, the people that we, again, we see winning are the ones that are making their lives as simple as possible. <laughs> and the way you make your life as simple as possible is using automations and software to make that happen because as soon as you start requiring people what happens is is for those people that run a business know that people are the blockers to activity happening because it's not that they're they you know you're employing someone to solve a problem <laughs> but the reality is is that when you put someone in the way of something you know they, they need to make something happen, and that takes time. As well as when you've got an automation, you know, that happens without someone being involved, and it just naturally happens. So for me, anything that people can use to utilize streamlining processes, uh, making processes simpler, using automations is the way to go, um, definitely without any shadow of a doubt. The automation thing I think is really key. If this happens, this happens, this happens, you know, and depends on the CRM software you use, the logistics software, the whatever else you've got, you know you rebranding, repricing, like there's a million and one pieces of software out there That's yeah. the reality. Yeah. But it's about finding the right software that's right for you and your business that makes the automation simpler and easier. And there are people like your good self that have made a great job of you know, solving some of these problems.
0: What role does automation play in your operations?
2: Um, alteration, how we think about it is, um, it's means to an end, you know, like our, our data science is like what really fuels our growth. Um, our warehouse basically breaks down the traditional tailoring into six different stations. And surprisingly, tailoring is only one of those stations. Rest of the stations are obviously inbound, outbound uh, quality control, but two of the six stations are dedicated to making sure our data is right. So, um, you know, I think that kind of speaks to how we think about like the tailoring as a tool. Um, which is really important to us. But at the end of the day, like the technology and the data is where we are really leaning heavily towards to um, fulfill our um, orders, but also grow forward.
0: Let's talk a bit about automation. How important is automation for you uh, in your company? Automation for repeat or automation of repeat? In general. Formats? Yeah, in general. I, I might be a
3: bit of a weirdo on this one, but automation is important for... I call it putting things on rails is once you've discovered something that works, trying to find a way to automate specific components of it so that you can take something that maybe wasn't scalable, but was working and try to find ways to make it more scalable. Um, Again, the, the marketer in me is... I always want to find... Especially a retention marketer is I always want to find those areas where you can really wow someone. And a lot of times, some of that stuff isn't necessarily going to be scalable. And you might not be able to put automation to it because it loses some of the... I don't know, the, the power of it when you do it that way. So for me, it's trying to find those places where I can automate and be able to do that versus the places where I actually don't want to automate because I want it to feel a little bit more
4: personal.
0: What role does automation play in terms of Amazon?
4: Wow. Well, I mean, Amazon is in many ways automated. I mean, that's you know, particularly if you've ever done business with Amazon or worked with their um, their uh, tools. um, You know, it's you're you're working more with uh, an algorithm than you are with people. So, I mean, we're fortunate to have hundreds of relationships in Amazon, but just as a standard seller um, on Amazon you're working within those tools automation. So look, Amazon works to automate and and make more, make efficient, their entire business. Right. And so everything from how you are posting product there to the fulfillment aspects of Amazon to, you know, the, even the recommendations, if you look at Amazon itself, the way they make product recommendations, do search, uh, present search results. These things are, these things are all automated. There's enormous amounts of AI and there's there's, thousands of engineers, uh, Norbert, at, at, at Amazon, which are focused on these things. I mean, they're, they're looking at, they have a patent pending for predictive ordering, you know, so I'm, they're going to send me stuff before I even ask for it. <laughs> so, I mean, there's all kinds of AI that, that Amazon is, artificial intelligence that Amazon is bringing to market and testing. Constantly. So yeah, it plays a big role. And I think there's a lot that the companies can learn from how Amazon
0: has automated some of these things. How important is automation for your company and for your customers?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's crazy what we hear, and and brands come to us all the time with very, very manual processes in place for billing, literally pushing triggers when someone's subscription is about to renew. We have people with a lot of complexity around fulfillment and the three PLs that they use. I think there's, you know, technology is obviously the best it's ever been. And let's use it to really make your business as efficient and as seamless as possible. Because I really cannot imagine how stressful it must be when someone's, you know, packages are lost or payments don't go through. I don't know how I would handle that. I mean, I always say I'm lucky to work in tech because I don't have to worry about those things. But obviously... You know getting a call frantically from one of our brands is is no good either. And that's really what we solve for. There's no more, you know, manually pressing to retry someone's failed payment or send sending a manual email to someone saying, hey, your payment didn't go through, or you know, do you want to resubscribe? We will handle all of that. And I think we're lucky to be in an ecosystem where obviously there are so many great complimentary products two hours in Shopify, where if you have the right tech stack, you really are set up for success.
5: It's so important. Um, you wanna talk about being yeah, like, it's actually one of those things that brands, when they come to market, just if they're talking about automation throughout the business, I always try to tell people, I give people a couple of suggestions on learning how to use some basic things like Zapier um, and a couple of other tools like that and, and get automation going, from the get-go that are routine things that keep your business going. And that's things like, say, reporting, daily sales. I'm a a hyper-data-focused person. My background is actually in data and data science before I really got into managing businesses. Um, So I'm a huge, huge proponent of creating automation that gives you as a business owner more insights into your business. Losing track of your business KPIs only gets uh, easier to lose track of your business the bigger you grow, meaning uh, when you're three people working out of your garage, easy to understand how the business is going. You're looking at four different reports, you're pulling up your Shopify, you're pulling up Facebook, you're pulling up Google Analytics, and you're like, great. Now, bigger you get, you're tracking, well, where's my inventory? Is it sitting on a boat somewhere? What am I buying? Where do I need to buy? When do I need to buy? I need to do financial planning and analysis. I need to understand how my cash flow is gonna work this year. Um, When do I got to raise money? Do I need to raise money? Um, And how much money do I need to raise? And all these things as you grow and grow your business, automating the kinds of triggered um, alerts for you to say, oh, I need to look at this because I had budgeted for our cash balance to be at $200,000 at the end of this month and we're at $150,000 of of cash. Where did that extra $50,000 go? And having an alert that puts that front and center as an operator. Is important. So, I love telling people when you're starting a business, automate as much as you can because these little routine things that you have to pay somebody for or you have to do yourself. Like I talk to people all the time. They're like, I have to, the first thing I do every day is I like, get up, I copy and paste this, put it in my Google Sheet, and then I copy this over here <laughs> and put it over there, and then I then I copy and paste this and send it to an email to this person. I'm like, you know, you can literally automate all of that and then save yourself an hour a day of useless work that doesn't drive your business forward. So um, there are so many tools that could just make your life easier and and focus on what you want to see. And one thing I do when I have uh, friends and entrepreneurs coming to market, I sit with them and say, here are your real KPIs for your business. These are the five things or six things or 10 things you need to monitor depending on the business, but you always need to be monitoring your cash level Need to be monitoring your um uh sort of and with that cash level, you restricted capital, working capital versus free cash. Um you need to be monitoring your inventory where it's at, especially if you're in consumer packaged goods, because missing your inventory or if it's sitting someplace where it's not supposed to, uh, you could buy early, you wrap up cash, insure a product. You could buy late and hope it gets there on time and you don't, you know. Have uh, a situation where you don't have product to sell. So you got to keep track of that. You've got to keep track of your blended marketing KPIs. So in channel performance, in channel metrics, not as reliable as they used to be, obviously, um, yep. especially on Facebook. I mean, it used to be so solid, 10, 5% diff- uh, discrepancy. Now 30, 40, 50% discrepancies um, because of reporting. So now you got to be looking at your blended marketing metrics and then be laser focused on how that changes over time and why and ask why. Um, But you can automate most of that to where as an operator and as a team, you get that stuff sent to you with with very out of the box reporting tools, Google Data Studio, hooked up with Zapier, pulling stuff in, um, learning basics about just how to send stuff like you can have reports sent to your email, have a script that can take that, put that in a consolidated Google Sheet for you so you're not copying and pasting. Anybody can learn that stuff. And it's uh, it just saves you so much time. It might be 15 minutes a day, but guess what? 15 minutes a day is an hour, almost an hour and a half a week. Times 52 weeks, that's over 100 hours. Uh, uh, that's almost 100 hours a year of time that you're not pushing your business forward. You're just trying to keep the pieces together.
0: Let's talk a bit about automation. Do you yeah. use automation in your company? How do you use it? How important is it?
6: Yeah, we. Uh, I think it's uh, it's crucially important nowadays to to replicate, uh, to, to to understand what's working and to get to the minimum repeatability. So, uh, my perception about it is that. If you if you understand what's working, you you just need to fine tune the process and to uh, uh, exclude the human from it. So if you can if you if you can think it uh, this way, uh, I, I think you're on the right uh, on the right path. We use it on the sales end. We use it on the marketing end. We are uh, we are using it on the reporting for for our cli- clients. Uh, uh, I, I think what's uh, we are we are now in the process of uh, of doing some crazy thing we and i'm gonna disclose this by the way so we we realized that our best uh, uh, our best approach is to go for for very large companies because the the impact on them is fantastic i mean they are, they are we have these uh, um, large companies large retailers which are being stuck because they have they need to transform themselves they need to go into the online game they've been forced last in the last two years to, to go full throttle in the on their digital channels but they don't have the the overview so we we've been working with a few of them we've been doing this type of modeling to extract data from offline sources and from online sources and then to to give a unique source of truth around the customer and uh, we want to do an, uh, an an outreach campaign uh, for for them, which is completely automated. So mainly we are extracting the, the right people from LinkedIn. And then we, uh, we automatically uh, build some t-shirts which are personalized with their f- faces around the fact that they are customer centric and they care about uh, their customers we push their logos on the t-shirts and we ship them a a, a product which is made for them by the machines with a a, a company called Printify, which is printing the t-shirts wherever they are. So maybe that's that's our Q1 uh, uh, crazy automated outreach uh, campaign.
0: Tell me a bit about automation in your company, for instance. Uh, do you automate a lot? Do you need automations, operations? Yeah,
7: yeah that, um, the, sh- the short answer is yes. The slightly longer answer is, you know, we're a technology company. We're a software yeah. company. So, you know, automation, you know, you ask an engineer and they say, "I have to, if I have to do something twice, <laughs> I'm going to automate it, right? Like that, yes, that's just sort, of the, sort <laughs> of the mindset. But, but um, there's a, you know, there's more sort of, subtlety to that which is when you're automating something, who are you benefiting? are you benefiting the customer or, or are you benefiting um, you know, your, inter- your internal operations team yep. and so you've got to be very careful w- what you choose to optimize first. so you know there might, there might be certain processes that right in the beginning take up a lot of time manually behind the scenes for nozzle and so automating that is nice. But the customer doesn't care about that, right? It doesn't really affect the customer experience, and so you've got to be very careful what you prioritize to, uh, what, yeah, what you prioritize in terms of automation. But also, you know, to, to flip it around, if you just keep prioritizing the customer all the time, um, it's going to look terrible, and you can't scale the company because you're going to have to hire more people all the time, right? And so it's always yeah. this fine balance around how you treat autom- automation. Um, who are you actually benefiting? You know, what are the priorities of the company, et cetera, et cetera.
0: What role, if any, does automation play in your operations? Yeah, automation
3: plays a huge role uh, in, in. I expect any, that. <laughs> yeah, in in anything, if you want to build anything for scale, um, then automation has to play a pretty significant role. In I would say it's never a position where you should be scared. Like at the start of any business, humans drive everything. So yeah. you know. Getting into a state of automation, you don't have to automate everything at the start. You really need to think through how can I create efficiencies through it? So, to give you some insight, we have an entire data and insights team. And inside of that, we have integrations between our HubSpot CRM to our uh, accounting zero software to uh, our recruitment applicant tracking system, ATS, where everything is housed and centralized. So, as for example, journeys move from our applicant tracking system, it connects to our HubSpot. So we understand that rather than having... We have a single source of truth for what's mm-hmm. happening. And, we, and so it mitigates you know, misinformation or risk as to where do people sit inside of the funnel. For example, we have analytics dashboards that give us up-to-the-minute insights on business performance, everything from financials all the way through to operational deployment. Um, I would say, you know, I mean, the list goes on, but it literally touches every aspect of the business from when you enter our system all the way through to the entire journey. And we also have a whole product team that's building out, I would say, some pretty impressive automations and, and digital first integrations so that our experience happens, uh, digitally first. So yeah, if, you, if you're trying to build a big business, um, you know, even when the cost of labor in the Philippines is low, you can never get away from human error. And if someone today is performing the tasks that could be a, a you know could be automated, then think about what it is for them and how motivated they're going to be to doing very baseline tasks. So always look to automate.
0: In your company, yourself, do you use or do you have specific persons that focus only on operations? Do you use automations yourself? What's your strategy on that?
8: Oh, we, we use like a lot of uh, uh, you know automations uh, all throughout. Uh, we we're big fans of SaaS, so we, we purchase SaaS left, right, and center. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, operations. Yeah. Like, we are a SaaS company, so we don't yeah. like have an operations department. Uh, mainly the teams are divided into like, you know, three broad buckets. Anytime a new person joins, I say it's like three main buckets. The first bucket is like the demand bucket where you have the marketing team, the sales team, the partnership teams. That's on the, you know, top. Then in the center, uh, you have the product and the tech team, right? So that's where you have the engineers, the tech team, that's a product team that's going on calls with the customers, understanding, you know, what's important, what needs to be built. So that's the product. And then the... Uh, bottom layer is the customer success and the support team. So once you have the customers in the system, how do you ensure that they are successful? How do you align your goals with the merchants' goals, and you know, uh, make sure that they are successful using the application? So this is the three main departments we have.
0: And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts. Please search for EcomOps Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app, and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.